Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Donald sent me a note. that Steve, check out the story out of Florida. Florida woman tries to beat DUI test by Irish folk dancing and fails. From the New York Post. And I've actually represented people who were charged with DUI. So I'm an attorney. I've represented people here in Michigan on those charges. It's been a while, but I actually handled quite a few of them a while back. Patrick Riley wrote this uh, story. A Florida woman pulled over for alleged drunk driving performed an Irish folk dance for cops in an attempt to prove that she was sober. It's according to video, which exists, <laughs> much to her dismay. She's a 38-year-old woman from Madeira Beach, and she uh, rear-ended another vehicle about a mile from her home back in April. Okay, so this all happened back in April, but I think the uh, video is just surfacing now for comedic reasons. Uh, when Pinellas County deputies arrived, officers said her eyes were bloodshot and watery. She was asked to walk a straight line as part of a sobriety test, uh, and then she gave up and started dancing. So uh, once in a while, the urge to dance just hits you. <laughs> she struggled to follow instructions and was unsteady on her feet, almost falling, according to arrest documents obtained by the outlet. And by the way, if you ever wake up in a jail cell and you start piecing together the evening before and parts of it involve a police officer or two at the side of the road asking you really difficult questions, having you do all kinds of dexterity things, and you realize, oh, I think I may have been arrested for DUI. That's why I'm in this thing called the drunk tank. It's not really called that, but the nickname. Uh, you will later get to read the report where they describe everything that happened. And they will go through everything. Uh, a good police officer at the side of the road who's arresting somebody for DUI is going to include all of the details of how you appeared, how you smelled, uh, how you behaved, and, and literally. And, and here's the thing. As an attorney, it is both enlightening and frightening to read those reports. Um, so I'll get to a couple examples in a second. Uh, the woman is clad in a black skirt and white top, and she dances wildly in the video before she was asked to walk the line. The deputy says, do you want to pay attention so I can give you the instructions? And she responds, yeah, well, you sound like my ballet coach, so sounds about right. And then she busted a move, according to the footage. Bust a move. That wasn't good, the officer responded. She proceeded to break into multiple ballet and Irish folk dance moves, police said. Now, here's the thing. Are, are police officers qualified to identify Irish folk dance at the side of the road? Uh, uh, officer, when you were at the academy, did you take a class on folk dance identification? You didn't, did you? So when you said she was Irish folk dancing, for all you know... She was Scottish folk dancing. You don't know the difference, do you? <laughs> she later refused testing. The second time she refused to take a sobriety test after a separate incident in Pinellas County back in 2019, officials said. In the end, Harrington hoofed her way into a driving under the influence charge, according to the report. And that's the end of the story. You can find her mugshot online, and I suspect somewhere down the road she's going to end up on one of those sites where they post uh, photographs of, of people with mugshots. Um, but I have read reports of people who were charged with drunk driving, 
And um, it's always fascinating as an attorney when someone calls you and says, I got busted for drunk driving, they send me the ticket. Now, all they often have is the ticket itself. And the ticket will have all the information, the name, address, and all that of the driver, the car they're driving, where they're driving, and then it'll just say, you know, with the code number. I'm talking about the actual statute number. And it'll say, here's the violation, and I'll look it up, and it'll be, you know, first offense, drunk driving, or whatever. But it's the police report that contains all the information. And we're entitled to see that, so I'll often see that. But I often don't see that until I show up for the first hearing. So I show up for the first hearing and uh, meet with the prosecutor. And the prosecutor hands me a file and says, there you go. And now I've heard the story from my client. And the story from my clients are often not incorrect, but they've been spun and polished a little bit. Meaning that they may have left out a few things or they may have glossed over a few things. And so I can tell you that I had a, I had a guy very, very early in my career. And this, by the way, I'm just going to tell you something that I think is interesting. I graduated law school, uh, I believe I was around the age of 29 years old, 29 or 30, right around there. And I occasionally had clients substantially older than myself. Now, I know attorneys who graduated when they were 25. And so you're sitting down and trying to counsel somebody and talk to them about the law. And occasionally you'll have an, uh, a client looking across the table at you going, it's like a little kid. What do they know? And don't get me wrong, at 29, I, I look a little bit older than a little kid. But the point is that I'm sitting there, I'm 29 years old, and uh, I still got the diploma on the wall all bright and shiny. And uh, I'm talking to some guy who is literally twice my age, and he's telling me what happened. And, and if I start asking too many questions... Occasionally, you get this look that kind of like, hey, look, I, I, you know, I don't have to explain myself to you. It's like, dude, I'm your attorney. So I had a guy come in. He tells me that he gets pulled over for no reason. And a uh, police officer starts giving him a hard time for some weird reason. And at one point in time, he's asked to do a sobriety test. And sobriety tests, there's a bunch of different ones they can do. But quite often, they'll start with a verbal one. And they'll just say, can you count from 79 to 83? So they want you to go 79, 80, 81, 82, 83, and you stop. And the reason they're doing that is that most people can count naturally. You can, you can probably count in your sleep, but you can count just instinctively. But to tell yourself to count from one number to another number, and you're not starting at one, it causes you to have to actually think a little bit more complex and if you're drunk, that's harder to do. Now, it's also hard to do if you're tired or you're on some kind of medication. Or But the point is that they'll often ask you to do something. But, but the alphabet is one they often ask you to do. So my client says, I did all their tests with flying colors. The guy still insisted on, you know, doing the breathalyzer. And, of course, when he does the breathalyzer, it, 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 it clangs against the top like, like ringing a bell at a county fair. Okay? And the guy's numbers are off the chart. So I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, we'll go to court, see what happens. So I go to court, prosecutor looks at the file. I see him do this, a little bit of a grin there, see? And, and he hands me the file. I open it up and I'm reading it. And it says, uh, when asked to recite the alphabet, the defendant sang it. He sang it. And, and of course, you know, we've all been taught, I assume, or encountered at least, the fact that you can sing the alphabet. And he's the side of the road singing the ABCs. 
And so <laughs> I remember going over to him and saying, um, got a copy of the police report here. Do you remember reciting your alphabet to him? He goes, yeah, it's one of the things the guy asked me to do. I go, do you remember how you recited the alphabet? And he goes, I'm pretty sure I did the whole thing right, you know, A through Z kind of thing. I go, okay. But it says right here, you sang the alphabet. And this guy's countenance changed. It changed. It changed to an O. And I don't think he realized he'd done it. Or if he had, he didn't remember it. He actually acted like that was a surprise, but it rang a bell. And he realized he'd done it. Now you might say, Steve, if asked to recite the alphabet, and I sang it perfectly, is that not me doing the test correctly? So in other words, the answer is correct. How did I fail the sobriety test? You weren't asked to sing the alphabet. You're asked to recite the alphabet. And I know that someone out there is going to say, Steve, if they didn't say you cannot sing it, I still think he's okay. And I'd argue and say, no, you're not. No, you're not. The reason why is that if you're asked to recite the alphabet and you were not asked to sing the alphabet, the fact that you sang it indicates two things. You're not real good at following instructions. And second of all, you're singing it as a way to remember it. And that would indicate that in the back of your mind, even you knew that you might not be able to do the alphabet in the condition you were in. So in case you're curious, um, I can tell you that with respect to uh, every single drunk driving case I had uh, in Michigan, generally speaking, there's a range that you can get and there's what happens, which is really bad and what happens, which is really good. And Almost every single case I had went where I got the people. The good result. The good result. Uh, but I've had other crazy things happen. But I think that the guy singing the alphabet at the side of the road is very similar to the woman breaking into an Irish folk dance if, in fact, it was Irish and not some other countries. So, there you go. Donald sent it. We'll see what happens if she pops back up in the news. Florida woman tries to beat the DUI test by Irish folk dancing and fails. That's from the New York Post. Patrick Riley wrote it. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Energy spent worrying is mostly wasted energy.